The InvinoFab podcast brings meaningful conversations to our community of listeners. Part of this is sharing stories with and by our friends like Telesom, who want to bring meaningful experiences to you. At Telesom, we're on a mission to create meaningful work for sommeliers, meaningful connections for wine lovers, and to change the face of wine. For this season of InvinoFab, we're honored to raise a glass with sommeliers who want to share their wine secrets and knowledge with you. For this season of InvinoFab, we're collaborating with Telesom to fill your cup and your ear with sommelier stories, uncorking the wine tales. For this episode, we're presenting the sommelier pro tips with Tesh. If you haven't listened to his full episode with Tesh Jael, go back into your feed and find it there as we enter in some rapid fire questions. Enjoy. I guess we'll start off uh, favorite food and wine pairing. Frog, this is going to be a funny one. Frog, frog leg and green velute with champagne mousse fill, specifically that champagne. Mm. All right. Yeah. And the frog, the frog leg dish was just stupid. Good. <laughs> so when you're not drinking wine, what is in your cup? Whiskey. Mm, any kind in particular? Uh, I, I'm particular to scotch, but I'll drink any kind of whiskey. Noted. Good. Do you have any pets at home? No, we had a we had a uh, a doggy since uh, 2009 that we had to say goodbye to last year. It was quite well, sad. Oh, sorry. Well, in your doggy's memory, what would be their favorite wine? Ooh, oh, man, this is a good question. She's she was my fur baby, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And what are your top three wines, and what does that say about you? My top three wines would probably be uh, Champagne, Cabernet, and any varietal that's just really off the beaten path would be like a third, third category for me. Uh, and what does it say about me? I'm bougie. I drink coffee and I'm adventurous all at the same time. I like that. I'm going to give you a word association. A sommelier pairs well with blank parties. And what's something that most people get wrong about being a sommelier? They think that you literally just drink all the time. And I joke about it, but that's not, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that you have to do. Tell us what you're known for on the Telesom app. That's a good question for Vanessa. <laughs> okay. What do you want to be known for then? I don't know. Being the cool suave Som who's like really down to earth and makes wine approachable. That's good. That's what I want to be known for. And I'm sure that you get a lot of questions, but if you have like maybe one or two that you get asked, what, you know, that customers ask you about a lot. My favorite, everybody always asks um, what my favorite thing to drink is. Uh, and while I do love wine and I study wine and I, I you know, I've done a lot of legwork uh, with the wine world. Uh, I really love, like, I really love whiskey. That is my jam. Um, and it wouldn't be uncommon to find me um, near the liquor. Uh, <laughs> even, especially even during a shift, especially like during a busy, crazy shift. Like if I have two minutes to breathe, I will go, I will go have a, a quick sip of whiskey just to take off the edge. Uh, other questions that I've been asked regularly. Oh, uh, people used to ask me all the time, like, like, oh man, you must really love your job. And I did. And I do love my job, but being in a restaurant again is really, it's one of the reasons why I went, I moved to a private club was because closed on weekends, hours are just a whole different range. You know what I mean? They're, they're out fairly early. As the SOM, I can be out fairly early. Um, the requirements of being in a private club versus uh, being a sommelier in a traditional dining room restaurant are wildly different. Better hours, one might say. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Way better hours. I don't mind working nights and weekends. I just don't want to do it all the damn time. I get that. And then if someone's going to book a session with you and tell us or on your website, what can they expect from a wine tasting with you? Uh, fun. It's a lot of fun. I try and uh, I try and have guests on because I, I think at this point my my viewer base, uh, you know, all of my regulars, they are probably tired of hearing me talk. As you two have now learned in the last fifty minutes, uh, I have no problem talking and I can do it very very freely. So I think that uh, as a result of that and recognizing that, I just try and have uh, guest speakers on. Uh, so either the people who sell and distribute the wine or I'll have somebody from the winery on. You can expect that. You can expect to learn something and you could expect to probably try wines that you haven't had before. These aren't wines. I've had people reach out to me and be like, oh, can I just go to like my local shop and pick them up? And I'm like, probably not. Like, you know, I've one, I have no idea. Like you're in you're in New York. Like, I don't know, you know, what your local shop has, um, but I can tell you that like your total wine probably doesn't have it. And, and that's kind of that's that's where I want to stick with. Nothing wrong with total wine wines. Just when you're a psalm, right? And that the goal should be uh, to put wines in front of people that they haven't had or necessarily don't have access to. So as a follow-up to that, since I know you can only ship to a couple of states. So mm-hmm. like I'm in Massachusetts. If I wanted to book with you, how would I get the wine? Uh, I would have to look at a whole list of states that I have printed out from the California Alcohol Beverage Control Office uh, of states that uh, require permits or just simply don't allow direct shipper. So the answer, the short answer there would be there would be a chance that it wouldn't even make sense for you to book me, um, which is really crappy. But that is kind of the that is kind of where we're at. The other the other alternative solution would be like I could give you categories and I could like point you in the right direction Mm -hmm. and be like, go get a bottle of this, right? Go get a bottle of uh, Cremant de Alsace. I don't care what brand it is. Just go get one. Uh, I could tell you to go get, um, you know, go to your wine shop and ask them for a light bodied French red, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is that option, but honestly, I, I feel like the, these virtual tastings, they just, they flow a little bit better when uh, everyone is, is on the same page and everyone is tasting the same thing. And that was one of the reasons why I even started it, because when the pandemic first hit, people were doing virtual tastings. uh, And I watched a few and I was like, I'm just watching you drink wine and I have no connection. Even as a psalm, I speak your lingo. I understand your lingo. Um, I get what you're saying about the wine, but it doesn't have any kind of personal connection. So how is any any regular Joe Schmo watching? How are they going to know what the hell to expect? Because they don't they're not having the experience. And so, hence the the whole thing with partnering with rest, restaurants started. That's good. And in a previous episode, our listeners have heard another small. You said like it's talking to your local bottle shop and saying, "Oh, what do you mean? We have local bottle shops? Maybe depending on where you live, where geographically you have access to certain things. Some some places don't. So it's um, kind of doing some research. It sounds like for yourself and maybe your guests if they want to book you. So for sure, for sure. Cool. Well, and, we have- I can help, and I can help be a part of that too. So if anybody out there is wanting a book and you're like, hey, you don't ship to our state right now, uh, one, you can reach out to me via the website. There's a contact page. And if they're, you know, if we, if you want to bring on like 50 guests and, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. Well, let's figure out a way to make that happen. <laughs> you know, more the party. I like it. Last kind of question, not slow round, not quick round, but is there a random fact our listeners could learn about the world of a sommelier or the world of wine? Do you have a nugget, a little 
fun fact or resource? Yeah, I would say I, I would say this. I would just encourage people to when you go out dining, if there is a floor sommelier, tell them what you like, and and I encourage you to tell like. Tell them what you like, but like be adventurous. Say, I'm feeling adventurous. This is what I really like. Can you bring me something that I haven't had before? Um, and just keep an open mind. Because one of the things that I get the most uh, is like, even on even on the like the few rare wines where like people's minds aren't blown that like uh, from wines that they've purchased from me, they're like, you know, it wasn't my favorite, but I'm really, I had a good sense of appreciation for it because I know that you did the legwork and all of the information that you gave us about the winery made me appreciate it that much more. They, and they're, they're honest with me. And I love that, you know, uh, that's, that's being adventurous. Uh, the world of wine is so big, you'll never try it all. So why, why stick to the one thing out of all the wineries? You know what I mean? Why stick to just one uh, when you have a multitude of options. But Tesh, I really just like my buttery Chardonnays. How do you convince me otherwise that I should just get out of my box of Chard and go to something else with this salmon I'm going to have? Uh, I would encourage you to try something that is buttery that isn't uh, that isn't from Rumbauer or Frank family. Oh, man, name dropping. That's terrible. Th there's so many options in that category. Just try something different, right? Maybe something that's a little bit more balanced than uh, being so overdone. And you wouldn't believe how many times like people would come in and order like a bottle of Rumbauer and like half the table would be like, can we get ice in our glass? They're not asking for ice in their glass because they want their wine super cold. They're asking for it because they need it to make the wine palatable. That's not good wine. You know what I mean? A wine should just be popping and pour it. I'm kind of that way with whiskey too. It's a, I don't know if you want to call it like a purist thing, um, but I don't like my, my whiskey on rocks because I don't really want it watered, watered down. This is a total point of like contention between whiskey drinkers and just drinkers in general, right? Like, oh, like a little splash of water opens it up uh, or some ice just like helps melt when it melts and it helps open it up. And I'm like, eh, I kind of just want to see what the producer made, you know? What if my wine's um, really warm though? And this is an issue because let's say you're at a place that doesn't store their wine well. Yeah, go to, go to a different place. Go to a different place. Solid answer. Support that. Yeah, go to a different spot where they where they at least like you know try and temperature control their wines. Obviously, reds if they're out at room temp, that's kind of going to be a little bit better. Um, but if the white wines are not in a refrigerator, just yeah, just be like, just say this isn't what I was expecting. Can I? Just, yeah, can you just take it away <laughs> and then go find a spot that is going to care even a little bit? Because every spot should care a little bit, I feel like. I like this an open mind, though, because uh, and then Patrice and I will argue about this of like, she's like, I'm really into reds, but you have an open. You'll be open, though. What would you say? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn to like whites. So I'm trying to be adventurous. Have you have you had any whites that you do like? A white Bordeaux. A white Bordeaux. Did it have like a little bit of a texture to it? Like they had like a little bit of a creaminess to it at all? It did. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole world. See like, like creamy white wine, like that's a category, right? Wines where like the, the, uh, the, the dead yeast cells, right. Have been stirred the stirring of the leaves. They have a texture that's, they do that for texture uh, wines that have been aged in concrete eggs. That's a whole other category uh, of white wines that would probably be of interest to you. And they do, there's people are doing all kinds of stuff all over the world with that. So, yeah. So see, so that's a good example of like one good job being open and trying something that's outside of your comfort zone. But two, now that you have an idea of what you did, like you can use that as a tool for 
your local bottle shop or for whomever uh, and say, Hey, tell me something um, that, that I should try. I, I have clients who will message me and ask me like, Hey, I'm having this for dinner. What, what should I get? And it's, it isn't always for me. You know, I mean, I, I can ship uh, and that's kind of, you know, I do local deliveries and uh, local pickup, but you know, I have, uh, clients who are like a couple hours away and they'll message me regularly uh, and just be like, Hey, I'm having uh, tuna tacos for dinner. Um, you know, I want some white wine that I haven't had before. And I would just tell them like, I'd get some more information about what they were eating. And then um, like whether or not it was spicy, uh, what sides were they having stuff like that. And then really try and like make like an educated decision on, on what direction to point you in. So I love that. A saw, a psalm on speed dial. Yeah. Yeah. Texas psalm. Texas psalm. If you, all you have to do is buy wine from me once and you have that access. I, I, I am now your personal psalm. That's <laughs> well, I'd love that you gave Patrice though, like language, like she could say, yeah. I like a creamy this. And so I think it's un- sharing what you've tried is really important. What you are maybe aversive to of the white, like maybe you don't like this acidic, apple whatever. And you say that like, use, use your big words and wine. It's hard. Cause sometimes you're like, it's just tarty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, like to, to that example, right? Like she like, it was probably Sauvignon Blanc with a little bit of Sauvignon from Bordeaux. Uh, but uh, she probably wouldn't like Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. It's mm-hmm. the flip-flop, you know what I mean? That's probably not her jam. But there's other stuff out there that she may like. You know, they make a, a, a Beaujolais Blanc, right? Which is pretty rare. They make the Chardonnay coming from just south of Burgundy uh, that has a, a little bit of that future. It tends to be a little bit more lean and crisp, but it would be something that like compared to if I'm in a restaurant and I have those two options and you told me what you just told me, I'd probably pick one more than the other mm-hmm. and just be like, you know, you're feeling adventurous. So yeah, let, let's try. Wine detective. Everything is always a wine detective. You're a beverage detective, man. It's like when you, uh, when somebody orders a martini, you got to like really break it down for them. Right? Like, it's like, Oh, you want a martini? That doesn't really help me. Do you want it vodka? Do you want gin? Right? Do you want vermouth? Do you just want it Olives, neat? Do you want it shaken? Do you want it stirred? Yeah. Like, how do you want this thing? Break it down. Uh, but that's that as a as a bartender or even as a as a sommelier. That's that's your job. That's our job, mm-hmm. is to is to really take what you're trying to say and uh, and decode it. The only question that really gets on my nerves is when people ask me, "Is it good?" Okay, here's comes the customer. That fucking drives me bonkers. <laughs> All right. I have like maybe 20 different options for wines on my website. I run my business out of my garage. I have two big wine fridges in there. And if I have it in stock, it's probably good. Like, I, why would I even waste your time? And I know what the question is. It's, it's again, it's my job to break it down. Like, what do you consider good? Right. What do you like? Yeah. Um, but when you get the blanket question of like, of is it good? It just kind of like I die a little bit inside. It's, it's a bit of coaching. It's a bit of therapy, a bit of consulting and wine detective. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I did see that you had 19 crimes on your site. That stuff is really good. It's good. It like is. That. It's, it's, that it's stuff awesome. is really good. Yeah, especially the really Snoop Dogg one. Yeah. Uh, so I, so I worked. So when I was in sales and distribution, I worked the company that I worked for was classic wines of California uh, and treasury was a part of that portfolio. And so before 19 crimes, Snoop Dogg came out, we got to try it like about a month before it was released. And I remember sitting there in this big, uh, they're called GSMs, general sales meetings, I'm sitting there in this big meeting uh, and I pour us this wine and I take a sip and I was like, 
I really like that actually. And I turned and I looked at, at one of my friends and my colleagues across the room and he just kind of like looked at his glass too. And then he looked over at me and we just kind of locked eyes. And I was like, I know, right? Like that's <laughs> actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I did, I carry, I carried 19 crimes uh, because I thought, I thought for the price point of the thing is really, really uh, exceptional wine. Well, Tesh, we really thank you for taking time out of your day to talk wine with us and your story. So Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for letting me ramble. I know I do that a little bit. We don't mind. It's fine. That's what a podcast is for. (laughs) Good. Thanks for listening to an Invino Fab and Telesom production, The Smalliest Stories, Uncorking Wine Tales. If you liked this episode, tell a friend to subscribe and leave us a rating review in Apple Podcasts. Telesom brings the psalm to you. Check us out online at telesom.app or on Instagram at telesom.app. We can't wait to meet you.